Welcome back to another episode of Drinking and Thinking. Today we're enjoying a Bloody Mary and then talking about what God actually promises us. So uh, grab something cold, stick around, and let's dive on in. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, 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 wow. That's full. Sorry. This is why we weren't going to okay. really do this this I, year. You know, I, I, I blamed it on it's too full. It was me. I'm an idiot, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. All right. Well, um, so how do you we start? <laughs> I, feel, I feel like I should confess to everybody yeah. I'm not a Bloody Mary drinker. Right. And so I don't know the first thing to do with this. Every time my wife orders one, I think I want everything else except that drink. But I don't know how to drink this now. Okay, question. What do I do? You, you would know, because I have a similar question. Don't they usually come with a straw? They often do. I actually take the straw out. I'm doing what exactly what I normally well, do. Well, it's rimmed. You don't want a straw with no, the... Yeah, but no, so sometimes you'll, you'll do both. So he, he is correct, though. A lot of times they will. I make a little bit of a way, and then I go. Um, depending on what's in there, because sometimes I'm hungry, and I just want to... <laughs> well, I almost feel like I have to eat before I can sip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because it's it's gonna spill all over my face. It might. It's a oh, risk God. we're all willing to take. Watch this. It's another button bar. Yeah. Ah, you did it. There you go. Yeah, but the celery thing's a little weird. I will say that the celery's yeah. weird. No, what not you, not Why? you. Oh, no. I'm just saying, like in the drink. In the drink. To... Yeah. I thought they normally had celery. They do. You're taking Holy. everything as an offense to you. Well, I I feel like you said the celery's weird. It is. I'm the one who put the celery in there. How else do you want me to take it? Right, proper me... weird drink. Yeah. Probably. No, you made it the correct way. I'm just saying. In Thanks general. for watching, you guys. I'm quitting this episode. <laughs> He's so sensitive today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what I'm saying is, a lot of people put celery in. That's probably a standard. I'm just saying. I don't really get the celery thing in there. I'd re- I get the beef stick, the cheese, everything else. Uh-huh. To be honest. Yeah. This might be the second drink of the season I don't finish. Oh, jeez. I'll finish but it for you. Well, uh, I'll reserve my rating for the end, just like we normally do. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, my name's Shaheen. My name's Kevin. I'm Chris. And uh, every single week, we... I was going to say enjoy a cocktail, but I'm not sure that's true this time. We have a cocktail, mm-hmm. and this week is the Bloody Mary, and we rate them on a scale of 0 to 10 for our cocktail leaderboard. Kevin, take it away. <laughs> I think you already kind of uh, set it aside by saying you either like these or you don't, mm-hmm. because I think tomato is such a sm- strong taste. It is. I, I personally do, and... I would put this at an 8.5. Wait Holy a minute. 8.5. Wait a minute. The Bloody Mary. Espresso cover. martini. Was fabulous. Gin and tonic. I could drink one of these every single day. More than those. I don't remember. You might have given one of these a nine. Yeah, I think the same. I mean, it's it's up there in that kind of a my favorite. Those would be my favorite drink. <sighs> For your birthday. Did I... Drop everything, or did it just go in there? Hey, speaking of birthdays. <sighs> what happened? Is it your birthday today? I don't know when this is getting released. It might be. <laughs> we need to celebrate, but not with this drink. <laughs> I was going to say, if okay. this is my birthday drink, guy. I'm real ticked at you guys. All right, for your birthday, which is coming up in like six months, Kevin. Sp- when guys- this was filmed, was it your birthday? <laughs> no. No, no. <laughs> no. Oh. We still got time. Yep. Don't worry. I'm working on the present, too. 
Um, you guys, I'm like really bummed because all the stuff I was looking forward to having is now sunk in there. <laughs> yeah, drink it down. You no, drink it down. I don't want to drink it down. All right, so your real score is an eight and a half. Yeah. Hold on, wait. I gotta get my calculator right. out. But longer toothpicks sometimes. Yeah, helps. Agreed. Oh my gosh! Okay, I'm so sorry. I didn't make this cocktail correctly. You jerks! First of all, I feel like you're very sensitive today. Maybe I'm on edge a little. You bit. might be a little edgy today. Okay, this is going to be an exciting episode. Bloody uh, Mary, eight point five from Kevin. I'm astounded. That's your score, but it is what it is. So, all right, Kevin. Kevin. I'm Chris. Chris. Hey, Chris. <laughs> Nice to meet you. Uh, so this is um, a, a very good standard Bloody Mary, nothing too over the top. Sometimes people get crazy. Sometimes people don't do enough. Mm-hmm. This one's right there. It is the way that I think it should be in the recipe book and then change it based off taste from there. This one, um, which I think mine's a little different than yours, Kevin. Heavy, heavy horseradish right up my alley. Mm. I'm a big tomato horseradish fan. Uh, I have the like old school like cr- um, crunchy almost horseradish sauce in my uh, fridge. I throw that on top of most of mine, and I use horseradish vodka. Ooh, so this is wow. awesome! Okay, uh, love it. It's uh, to me a good solid seven point six. You guys, <laughs> you gotta like it though. That's the thing. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Um, I I could also drink this every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're gonna have a V eight party for your birthday. Mm. Oh no! Okay, I lost gonna... my bacon. Yeah, all <laughs> my stuff is the, I, the only thing still out is the meat stick. So, whoever got the ice, um, <laughs> I'm gonna give this one uh four. Wow, I'm sorry, That's higher than I thought. I'm just looking at this. I would rather drink a screwdriver, and I would rather drink an eggnog, and I'd rather drink. I would not rather drink a Guinness. No, I'll please. have this over Guinness any please day of the never week. Again. So I'm sorry if I skewed it, but it's a four, and then divided by three is a six point seven. Wow, so, okay, that seems appropriate. Better than average. You guys yeah. definitely mm. skewed it on the the positive side. So mm. this is great. See, so you want to eat everything in there? Yeah, I, I just want to drink it. Yeah, let's trade. You I take just... all your stuff out. I'll eat it, and you can drink the rest of my liquid. Yeah. Well, if you oh want to, uh, since I did not touch it, if you want that beef stick, you can take it. <laughs> Kevin, are you saying I can eat your beef stop, stick? Stop. Stop. <laughs> well, that's all cut. <laughs> oh, no, that's going to be in. 100%. Oh, wait. <laughs> we're done with that. Yep. We're not going to. We're going to mention that one anymore. Um, okay. So 6.7, I think, like you mentioned, well above average. Mm-hmm. So... You should make it if you like tomato juice, and then add the horseradish. That's dynamite. That's the best part for you. It's huh? so good. See, I like the pepper spice taste, mm-hmm. but not over the top hot. I do feel like we should. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna maybe rescore this later because I feel like we made this with a mix, and mm-hmm. then we put some clamato on top. I feel like because I'm getting past that to oh. more flavor. Oh. I'm liking it. Still, it's never very get above layered, five. Very complex. A lot of flavors. Um, it's a great cocktail. It's getting better. I love it. I love so, it. okay. So while we finish that, um, 
I think a lot of people have an understanding or a preconceived idea about God and maybe what he promises us or what he doesn't promise. Mm-hmm. We were talking a little bit off air about God is faithful, but faithful to what, faithful for what, all those sorts of things. And mm-hmm. I think a big reason that people maybe either don't become Christians or walk away from their faith is because they feel like God was supposed to do something. He didn't do what we expected. And so therefore, mm-hmm. what good is God, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And so I thought we'd just talk about what is it that we can actually trust when it comes to God? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. I, so. I um, grew up um, as a, my, my faith growing in a relationship with God went through a lot of those different things. So I, I went through a lot of that. Hearing uh, people, didn't know the Bible myself, heard people say, this is what the Bible says, you can do this. And uh, I, I was at a spot where you guys heard my car story. I was going to win a car. Mm. Yeah. We've heard it, but I don't know if everybody's oh, you heard it. should tell that story. So you should tell yeah. the story for everybody. It's a it's great a, time for it's Shaheen a, and I. So. Yeah, I'm going to enjoy yeah. this. Well, uh, you know, the, the Bible says that God wants to give you the desires of your heart and the Bible also says that you got to believe and not doubt and don't be double-minded and just verse after verse. And, and this stuff was uh, quoted to me and I was, I was learning this stuff, hearing this stuff. And uh, newly married, uh, didn't have much money, drove a piece of junk car, lived in a trailer house, just trying to make ends meet. And the park by, by where I was living at the time, or I was working at the time, was having a big festival in the summertime and they were giving away a brand new car. And so I thought, man, I was telling some Christian people about that. And then they told me that, well, God wants you to have that car because you don't have one. I mean, I went down this road. And, and I don't want to make fun of it because some people, you're, you're honestly hearing that and you're, and you're believing that. Mm-hmm. And I went right to the point of actually believing it. And these Christian people that were kind of mentoring me, you know, buy a, buy a ticket, pray over that ticket and have faith, believe, don't doubt at all. And so I was believing. Don't say anything negative that will that will ruin it. You know, you have to believe, and you can't be double-minded, and all these scripture verses. And so I did, and I claimed it, and I talked about it. And I even went so far as to buy insurance for it. A car you don't have. A car I don't have. Okay, let's just, in but case hey, anybody's what's, missed this What's point. ultimate faith would be, well, you have hey, to act on hey, it. Hey, if I expect I'm going to get it, I better act like I'm going to get it. Mm-hmm. And so I went to my insurance guy. He asked the whole story. It was kind of funny. But anyway, <laughs> so I, I bought insurance to start on the date of this uh, this drawing was going to be given. And went there, and I, I, went, I, was, I was so excited, and I had all these other Christians helping me be excited that this car is yours, Kevin. It's yours. And they drew the name, and they said the name. And it didn't sound anything <laughs> like Kevin Hazeltine, okay? That's my favorite you know? line. <laughs> and I, I, I was puzzled because I was so sure, you know, that, well, I did everything right. And then driving home very depressed. I mean depressed. Not only because God didn't do what he said he was going to do, but I needed a car really yeah. bad. And I was counting on this car. So I'm driving home, and it dawned on me. This is just a test. Do you really believe God? Do you believe God's word? Do you believe what God said he's going to do for you and he wants to and, and don't doubt? And even some Bible stories that would say, oh, it looks like it's not, but you know, you hang in there, follow through. 
I got home. <laughs> you guys are going to believe this. <laughs> I got home. This is back when there's still phone books. Open up the phone book. I remember the guy's name oh, that they geez. announced because it wasn't my name. And uh, <laughs> I looked him up. I found his number and I called him. Oh, no. He answered the phone. And I said, hey, <laughs> is this so-and-so? He said, yes. Told him my name, and I said to him. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, <laughs> this oh is a true gosh. story. I said, uh, God wants you to give me that car. <laughs> <laughs> I did. That's the best. And <laughs> I called him. It's, and he, he must have thought I was a, a nutcase. He didn't talk. He just said, I, didn't, I gave the car back to the, the dealer and just took the money. Okay, I hung up. Then I was faced with this, this challenge of where was my faith? Where was God? And I came to the conclusion that I followed through. I did everything I needed to. So I went outside. True story in a neighborhood, uh, in a trailer house. Went outside. And between my trailer and another one, I stood there and I looked up and I yelled as, as just as loud. I yelled, God, if you're not going to be faithful to what you say, then what good are you? Mm-hmm. And I was mad at God. What you just described, mm-hmm. how many people maybe didn't go through that quite of a thing, mm-hmm. but how many people have heard, well, God promises, God's faithful, you know, God's faithful. God, hey, how many times have you heard this? God's rarely early, rarely early, but he's never late. Mm-hmm. He's always on time. Right. How many times have you heard that? You know, like, yeah. I don't know where they're getting that from, but that, and, and here's the, the point I think that you're trying to make or trying to get at. So many people have... I've gotten disillusioned with God himself because they were taught or heard or learned something that wasn't really what God promised at all. Mm-hmm. It's what we twisted to. God may have promised, we, we talked about this off the air, God may have promised Abraham a son in his old age and it took 25 years to come, but that doesn't mean God promised you a child. Right. Now, you want to have a child, and if you pray, God can still do miracles, and maybe he will do a miracle for you. But God never promised you a child, but he promised Abraham a child. Mm-hmm. And so I think, I think it's this, uh, that God is faithful to whatever it is he told you he would do for you. So God will be faithful. If God told you, Chris, he's going to do something for you, you can take that to the bank because God is never a liar. He will always come through. He is always faithful, and he will. The question is, what has God told you that he would do for you? And that was what my question was going to be for you in this story is, what made you believe that God told you that you were going to win that car? What made me believe it was how people, and now that I know better, had twisted scripture, had taken Bible verses out of context Mm -hmm. and applied them to my situation. Mm -hmm. That's what made me believe this. I didn't know the Bible for myself. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that that line was taken out of context. That's not really universal. Right. It's not what it was about. And therefore, I believed something. And I think it happens today all the time to people. Yeah. One, of my, oh. uh, one of my personal pet peeves, we've talked about this a lot, Jeremiah yes. 29, 11, Yep. For I know the plans I, I have for you, you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you and give you a hope and a future. Yeah. And there are so many... Mm-hmm graduation cards and plaques in people's homes and just like Mm -hmm. this is you know what the bible says it therefore it must be applicable to me how many people have you heard say this is my life verse oh tons (laughs) by the way that is a trigger term if ever (laughs) (laughs) life Life verse verse. i know Um, i've heard it so many times uh, but 
don't know the context of mm-hmm. that verse, who God was talking to, what the Why? situation yep. was that mm-hmm. they were in, what the conditions of this promise, mm-hmm. quote unquote, mm-hmm. that he was making them mm-hmm. was going to be. You know, it had mm-hmm. nothing to do with today mm-hmm. and fulfilling our American dream for an right. easy, happy life. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Sort of thing. You know, and like, yeah, how there are there's you said this this whole like I didn't know the Bible for myself and didn't know mm-hmm. didn't really understand how to interpret it the right way. What are the things or like how can we decipher? You know, how did you get mm-hmm. off on the yeah. the mm-hmm. car story? Mm-hmm. How can we decipher what it is God actually says to us? Uh, and and that's good for all of us because some some of you listening to this might might be thinking we're way off now because no 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 that's what the bible says maybe that is your life verse but it's so important to to really look at what what you're saying it's important for us to read the bible correctly there are rules to reading the bible just like there are rules to a lot of a lot of things that we need to understand the rules to reading the bible understanding what type of literature it is example another example proverbs People read Proverbs sometimes thinking they're promises. Well, if I train my child in the way that they should go, God promises me that they, when they get old, they're not going to depart from it. You know, mm-hmm. No, that Proverbs aren't a promise. Right. And we need to understand that all Proverbs hard work are, leads to a prophet. No, not all hard no, work leads to a prophet. You know, now, Proverbs are exactly that. They are wise Proverbs. Mm-hmm. They are generally speaking, these, this is the way life goes. Generally speaking, if you train a child, there we go. Generally speaking, if you work hard, you're going to make money. You know, you're going to prosper if you work hard, generally speaking. But those are not promises from God. So when people read Proverbs, because I, I think this is a really good book to pull out, why is Proverbs applicable for people today then? It's I'm about. Pickle. Because Proverbs are about wisdom of life. Okay. Wisdom in life for all time. So would you say those who are taking that as almost keeping on this promise, as a promise from God, is if I do this, I'm going to prosper, I'm going to do... People take it as a promise, but it's really just wise. It's wisdom. It's how to live life. Listen, generally speaking... Guidelines to living life. Guidelines. Generally speaking, people Mm -hmm. who work hard and are responsible tend to do better Mm -hmm. in life, tend Mm -hmm. to make a profit, Mm -hmm. tend to have less, you know, concerns, struggles, hardships than people who don't and just lazy and milk the system, blah, 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 you know, that sort of stuff. Yeah. But not always. Right. With, you mentioned... Well, God promised Abraham, you know, a, a child, and I've been praying for a child. Are there any instances of either stories or specific Bible verses that we can hang on to, though? Absolutely. I, I think uh, this whole idea of, uh, you know, that when God speaks to everybody, the universal promises of God, we can claim. We can absolutely say, this is true. Uh, I think the the biggest one being it is God's will, the Father's will, that people who put their trust in Jesus Christ will be saved. They will be live forever with him. That is that is a promise from God. That's God's word for everybody, and he will back that. With, that will never be wrong. He will always do that. And there are many, many other ones. You know, when Jesus talks to the woman at the well about living water, you know, that, hey, 
anyone who believes in me, anybody who, who I'm in their life, hey, I, I will bring this, this, this satisfaction in their life where they're not going to thirst anymore. Now, he wasn't, if somebody thinks it's physical thirst, they're reading it way wrong. He's talking about these cravings in life, and I will satisfy you. That's a promise. Right. Hey, if you have this relationship with God, he brings a satisfaction in your life. So we, uh, at least judging from our comments, we have a pretty diverse set of individuals that listen to the podcast. Uh, some longtime Christians, some non-Christians, some questioning their faith. How would either a, a Christian who has not had the confidence that you have in the Bible and how to interpret it, how to read it, understanding it at a little deeper level, how would they decipher the difference between Proverbs mm-hmm. and uh, the woman at the well, as yeah. an example that you just gave? What is a promise and what is something so that's wisdom a, yeah. in the Bible? Because for many people, that could be very challenging to know the difference, especially... They're both in the Bible. They're yeah. both in the Bible, and they mm-hmm. might be reading a whole section, too, mm-hmm. not understanding the context behind or even the historical um, context behind, but... Th- yeah, th- it's a be simple challenges. little word called homiletics. And <laughs> I'm going to get a T-shirt that says homiletics. <laughs> okay, <laughs> a uh, simple little word that needs to be the title above it. Though. You yeah, don't yeah. you don't need to go to college to understand the Bible. However, you do need to ask questions. It's basically all homiletics is asking questions. Uh, any Bible commentary can tell you answer mm-hmm. most of the questions you would ask. First thing you would ask yourself is, do I understand the big picture? If you don't understand a line, you got to understand the big picture. Mm-hmm. What what is this whole Christianity thing about? Now that might not happen overnight, but it will happen over time. I love that saying. It will happen over time. That if you read the Bible and read it in in big ch- not not one paragraph right. at a time, uh, not we, looking we, for what you're going to put on your yes. next bumper sticker. <laughs> I'm not How about this? Google search a specific We've talked word about and this find before. It. When yeah. your grandma sends you a letter, mm-hmm. you read the whole letter. Right. You know, and, and if you're going to read uh, the letter, I wonder of Paul what she meant by church. sincerely. Yeah, yeah. Hey, get get the whole letter first. What is this whole picture? What's this whole thing about? It, but basically asking questions. Who wrote it? Where were they when they wrote it? Why did they write it? What was, here's the most important one. What was the original intended purpose of this letter? Yeah. What did this writer want these people to understand? Then the, then the next question after you know the intended purpose is asked, is that this key? Is that still applicable to today? Well, so, so some of that requires um, more wisdom than what most folks are going to have. Uh, and I'll just throw it. doesn't my, happen overnight. It doesn't happen. <laughs> correct. However. But if you're alone and just getting through, it can be really challenging if you don't mm-hmm. lean on other Christians mm-hmm. or lean on other uh, sources of wisdom. Hey, I'm going to mm-hmm. throw my call out, but I want to hear what you guys would recommend too. For me, what's been really impactful in my faith is just getting the NIV study Bible, like mm-hmm. all of the historical mm-hmm. context written there. And yep. it's yep. in a way that's easy to understand. And it brings mm-hmm. so much more context to every yep. verse. Um, to me, that that would be a really easy way for somebody who's mm-hmm. trying to understand how do you decipher between what's a promise from God and what is good advice and good wisdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, I think that'd be a great step, but I don't know if you guys uh, have it, any. You can start with even looking at who was it written to, that whole simple thing. Okay, this letter was written written to those people. Yeah. Okay, start right there. I'm not one of those people. So what was the intended thing, you know, there? And and no, it doesn't happen overnight, but a good study Bible is a great place to start. It really is. 
Again, that's one person's interpretation, but probably really pretty close to accurate. Right. Most Historical stuff in study stuff. Bibles yeah. is pretty yeah. balanced approach, not yep. really extreme one way or the other. While yep. we're talking Bibles, because I don't know if we've ever even brought this up. If, if we do, maybe we should do it more often. Yeah. New Christian, what Bible would you recommend? Because I'm not joking. Mm -hmm. The first Bible I ever opened up was King James. I'm not Me joking. Too. Was it? Okay. Mm -hmm. So my fear. <laughs> That's part why I said I can't understand this. Yeah. Honestly, Most people can't. Yeah. I couldn't understand the literary. The, the, the NIV before you could try to understand yeah. King James. Uh, not the other way. So, real quick, what would you guys recommend for new Christians or Christians that are still searching out, um, you know, just better understanding mm -hmm. of the Bible for themselves because maybe they've either had or have been given some really poor advice similar to your experience? Years ago, I, I went to the NIV from the New King James, and then it was the RSV. Then I went to a, the NIV. Why? Because. That's a lot of V's. Yep. I know. <laughs> just versions. Version. But anyway, I know uh, that you don't okay. gotta say it so condescendingly. <laughs> you really, really got an issue today. Yeah, what's going on? <laughs> wow, we need to talk about this. <laughs> I'm all. sorry, my pickle wasn't good enough. <laughs> <laughs> Who'd wear a gray hat? <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna make fun of his handwriting earlier too. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should have a drink with real alcohol yeah. in it. I don't know. Sure, it's not helping. <laughs> Uh, All right, so you went okay, to NIV. So and NIV, I, uh, yeah. and why I did, this was 20 years ago, because it was a more modern language yeah. that I could understand. And now you're younger than me. Mm -hmm. You you went to an even more modern one. Yeah. Uh, it's called the New Living Translation, NLT. My opinion, I think it's the perfect version for anybody who's not a Bible scholar want to dig into Greek and Hebrew mm -hmm. words. I, in my opinion, I think it's a great version for just your everyday read understanding. It's a uh, if if people don't know the difference between certain Bible versions and why are there so many and all that. There's not a whole episode about that, but there's like this word for word translation version of Greek and Latin to of the, of the Greek and Hebrew and Aramaic Hebrew, yeah, like. So. This exact word translates exactly to this, even if it might not make the most sense in an English grammar sentence. Mm -hmm. It's this word-to-word -word translation. That's like the ESV, the English Standard Version. Mm -hmm. Those are more extreme. This means this. Yeah. The NLT is more towards the other side. It's certainly past halfway of this is the thought right. of this phrase translated into modern English thought the same way. And so um, I, I know there's some people that are like uber Bible nerds and they tend to look down on the NLT or, uh, you know, other yeah. thought the for NIV thought or paraphrase too. or yep. even NIV is like, that's not the real blah, 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 you know, whatever. And I just think like, well, because you want to know the Greek word for this means love and like, well, this just says love. Like, I don't. I don't yeah, understand yeah. what the big deal. Like, you you pretty much read any English Bible; they all say the same thing. It's right. just whatever one helps you understand it mm -hmm. the best, you know. Yep. So what, uh, what what I've thought before, I think we've talked about this too, is when you read a Bible verse, like let's say you're teaching a class, you read a Bible verse, and then you say, "Now this is what that means." Well, why don't you just write it the way it means? Right. Yeah. Why, because why don't you when you go to describe, steps? well, what he means by this is that, it, you know, that you would have peace when you go through this. Well, why don't you read a translation that just says it that way? <laughs> You're yeah, going to yeah. have peace when you go through this. Yeah. 
So the mm. NLT is a uh, is a great one. I would say to go back to one of your previous, like, what would you suggest for people? Mm-hmm. Um, I would not recommend everything. There's a group called the Bible Project. I wouldn't recommend everything yeah. they put out, but they do have videos they've made on YouTube and everywhere else that are like five to ten minute overviews of every book in the bible Mm. so like if you want to you know you ask kind of those big Mm. picture thirty thousand foot questions if you're going to read romans right Mm -hmm. and you don't have any concept what romans is about you can watch a video that's pretty good on like here's what to know about all of romans and some context and where paul was when he wrote it and all that sort of stuff that um i've used personally and i've used when i've you know been talking to other people as well like Mm -hmm. This is just a good way to kind of explain an overview of the book sort of thing. So I'd recommend that, too. They haven't done every one. Oh, they haven't? I thought they'd done most of them. Uh, they, no, they or haven't. Is it just New Testament, maybe, even? No, actually, they did more Old Testament than New, but they've done some New. But uh, Oh, really? Yeah. They, they, we should make they, a call into them. Okay, fine. I was wrong again. No, we're going to have to have a talk however, after this. <laughs> Uh, there are a lot of tools like that. Yeah. That is one of many tools. <laughs> and, and, it, and if you're not going to church that, uh, you know, go to a good church. How do you know what a good church is? We could do a whole episode on. But I think we did we an episode did. on okay. that. Hey, find a, you know, find a good church and go to it. Go to a, a small group Bible study, a small group where you can ask questions and you can even question what's being taught. Yeah. You know, don't be... The Bible's not afraid of it being tested, really. I mean, the Bible can stand on its own. Yep. Don't be afraid to criticize it and challenge it and question it to find what does this really mean? Really? Does that mean that? Yeah. Go after it and see, you know. Can I ask, this This might be a very specific question that maybe our whole audience doesn't care about, but I, I only bring it up because you mentioned, well, the Bible doesn't care. The Bible says this. What do you think about um, Andy Stanley? He's a he's a pastor down in Georgia for people who aren't aware. Mm-hmm. And his whole thing lately, which he's gotten a lot of heat for, mm-hmm. is the Christian faith doesn't stand on the Bible says. It stands on the eyewitness accounts and writings of Matthew, of John, oh. of Paul, of Peter. Like mm-hmm. this thing called the bot that we call the Bible yeah. is a collection right. of documents that was mm-hmm. put together the Old Testament before Jesus was even around, but mm-hmm. the Bible is both of them put together within the first few centuries of Christianity. Mm-hmm. What do you what do you guys think about that thought or that approach? I, uh, this is a I, little off the topic no, 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 for no, today. I, mean, but I, I was not aware of this, but I respect Andy Stanley a lot. What I wonder, and just more question than anything, um, I think I kind of understand where he's going and maybe even where you're going with this. He's not saying necessarily what the Bible says is wrong. It's that we put maybe a f- too much faith in what the Bible says, but not s- enough faith in maybe what the the accounts of the people who were there in. Is that kind of what his point uh, is? I or? think his approach from my understanding is, for those of us that are Christians yeah, or Jews or Hindus or whatever, if somebody came up to you and said, well, the Quran says, I personally don't care what the Quran says. That's not, like, that has no value to me. Yep. And so I think from his point, in our culture today, in our world, there's many people, I don't care what the Bible says. Who cares? Mm-hmm. I think it's old. I think it's irrelevant. I think whatever. Mm-hmm. So rather than say, 
the Bible's not scared if you challenge it. Well, listen, God's not scared or Paul's not scared. We don't we don't put our faith in the book. This collection yeah. of 66 documents, we put our faith in the person of God that these 66 documents written by eyewitnesses and real people right, right, right. write about. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, yep. I think That's interesting. His, and it's really good. It's probably his approach is probably better for modern day than it probably wasn't needed a, a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And I, I think the the reason he came up with that approach was because of people doubting more historical Old Testament things. So there was this great flood or this guy eaten by a big fish and mm-hmm. spit out on the land. And when people, when you say the Bible, I think his approach was we have to distance ourselves from all of these stories for Christianity's sake, I am really interested in people knowing Jesus Christ, and so therefore, I'm not going to use the Bible because if I don't believe the fish story, then I'm not going to believe. Then I can throw the whole thing away. Then I can throw the whole thing mm. away. I think it's why he came up with that. Mm. But if you are a Christian, you know the the writers in the Bible reinforce the rest of the Bible. So correct. Well, Jesus us, believed the Old Testament yeah, stories yeah, yeah. and accounts and. But I think the only value, the value in him doing that is to draw people to be Christians without fighting a whole bunch of battles you don't have that to we fight. we don't need to fight yeah. to yeah. start. Yeah. 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 I, I, I could see that you got to be very articulate because it, it mm-hmm. seems to me like a very fine line before you're... Oh, and there's mm-hmm. lots of people who have grilled him and said he's a heretic and walked right. away because he's... I can see why. Controversial if things. Yeah, if you're not... And to me, he deserves the respect to hear out the full story. Um, but I could see how you could see that on a surface level, hear a talking point and walk away from the rest of it. Um, I even think one of his most controversial statements was we need to unhitch our faith from the Old Testament. And boy, did people in Christian communities lose mm-hmm. their ever living minds. Mm-hmm. Golly, which at some which point. Which he wrote a whole book to explain why, and it's great, and okay. all that sort of stuff. But um, Yeah, we should do a, a whole conversation around some of these Old Testament stories because I we think should. that'd be fun sometime. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Can we go Ooh. back to the promise yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah, please. I want to ask just like some rapid Circle fire. Quite, we're going to Jen Saki this. Is that, that's not even a relevant it reference is anymore. Saki with a P, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just, I don't know why. <laughs> yes. It's, it is. I know who it um, is. I'm just, it's interesting. So what has God promised us? Has God promised us um, that if you pray for a child, you're going to get a child? No. No. Not me. Not at all. No. Okay. That's fine. Just, I'm just double checking. He might visit an individual and tell him that. I, I was then they better saying, hold on he to it. Okay, promised me. So right, yeah. he can. <laughs> well, promise. you're a dude. Uh, hey, although apparently miracles. that's out the window now. So <laughs> one time, um, God told a virgin teenager that she was going to have a baby. Yes, and she did. Yeah, she did. Now he didn't. Not not every. Young woman can claim can that. Can hold on to <laughs> yeah. that. <laughs> well, <vertical>. God said. <laughs> oh, <you know>? man. <laughs> that excuse that, may not fly. Isn't that funny how we only pick um, the life verses that are about <clears throat> prosperity and good things? Oh, we want. Yeah. 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 
Nobody is. And he got thrown into the fire. That's my life That's first. That's my life first. How about uh, that tattooed across my chest? How about Joshua and Jericho? They marched around the city seven times. Like, yeah. okay, that's what God told Joshua to do. He didn't tell he you didn't to tell do you that. To do it. Yeah. If I walk around our well, city seven times, interestingly it's not going to cross. I know. We both know yeah. some people who yeah. has told us our city is yeah. our city and yeah. God's promised we to do us. We should go on a walk around yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so God hasn't promised us that. Has God promised us lots of wealth? Uh, you uh, know how what? you define wealth? We need to. We we really need to maybe state this before you say that. He has promised us in 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 ways to, to wealth, but we got to keep in mind as the overall picture that he's not. He's talking about his kingdom, and his, he said very clearly, his kingdom is not of this world. Yeah. And so, sorry, <laughs> did you that celery? Right, in yeah. <laughs> Golly. So, did God promise us to have riches? Yes, yes, but not here. So you're telling me I'm going to be a millionaire? Oh, maybe billion. I don't know. Not here. Or would it like that's the that's why I asked the definition because what is our today's definition mm-hmm. of wealth is wildly different. Than mm-hmm. what the promise of wealth or riches, wealth in heaven are going to be. Yeah, the, the people. You and I both claim some people physical things when God didn't mean. How about that? By your stripes I am healed. Some people say what? that means. Man, I was going to ask that one. Dang oh, it! Okay, go ahead. Just let's not speed ahead too much. <laughs> okay. okay, you said rapid fire. Well, I know, and then he started talking too much, and we're going ahead. Uh, you and I both. I'm know, gonna have a drink. Okay, you and I know people that. Counted up how much they gave to you know what I'm talking God, about God owes the them. church <laughs> and they had this whole formula. I don't know mm-hmm. how they worked it out and like this is what God owes me in heaven. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. So because but you just said maybe a billionaire. So were they right? Not that not by that math, no. So what is it then that God does God or does God not promise wealth? No, he doesn't promise wealth. No. Here or later. Later, wealth, if you think of a mansion, streets of gold, uh, crowns, wealth in that way, but not like uh, Are bartering. Are those my streets of gold? Uh, they will be yours. Yes, they are yours and mine and his oh. and everybody's. So not totally mine. What The gold's not going to be any good. You can't spend it, okay? Well, so then it's not wealth. No, it's wealth. Hey, listen. Now I'm getting more confused. If somebody just said to you they're going to give you uh, you know, this this 10 million dollar mansion and all all that stuff and everything's paid, you got everything you want. But I have to want. share it with you two? No, no thanks. But well. you won't have any you won't have any money, but you'll have it all free and you can just live there and everything's what you want. Do you need money? I don't know. Okay, God doesn't promise us Go wealth. to the stripes question. Okay. Does God promise us healing? Again, he oh, does, <laughs> but not physical. This was yeah. a little easier than the wealth question. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. physical, but in here, healing. Not physical someday? Oh, yeah, someday. Oh. But in this world, he does promise us that he will bring uh, healing and deliverance, and it's part of what he brings for us. In this life? In this life. Physical healing? Physical healing. No, no. No, no, no. Healing on. on the inside. Okay. Yeah. Not okay. physical. Not my we point just, was. Yeah. Not physical, but he does say things like, okay. you know, you're going to be yep. blessed. Well, that's in here. Okay. Does God promise 
that I won't experience troubles in life. Absolutely not. Matter of fact, if you're a follower of his, you can guarantee it. Mm. Matter of fact, that he, you're going to have troubles. He kind of promised that you're going to suffer. Oh, that's a promise nobody has nobody tattooed on them. Nobody quotes that one. Yeah, in this uh, world, you will have trouble. That's now, he doesn't verse. use the word promise, but it sounds pretty direct like you will. I mean, this is a confident you will face troubles of many kinds. I was, um, there's a little squirrel trail. When I was reading Ecclesiastes the other day, mm -hmm. and I came across this verse that I think is going to be my life verse. Oh, jeez. <laughs> it says... <laughs> Meaningless, meaningless. Enjoy, meaningless. <laughs> enjoy the woman God gave you all the meaningless days of your life. <laughs> like, all right. You know what? That one, I might actually hold on to that one. That seems all pretty good. All the life. just crap, meaningless, get through life, days you can't just enjoy the woman and get through okay, it. Okay, now, now I'm going to complicate it a little bit. Ooh. Things like Ecclesiastes is and uh, some of the wisdom literature is not wisdom literature being ecclesiastes proverbs, proverbs and um, uh a song of solomon in a sense and also uh, uh that was a manual of sorts yeah well kind of but nerds hey, here's the point <laughs> here's the point because all of that, people sometimes pick out lines like, that's the word of God. Mm -hmm. No, that's that's God's word about, about life, not about him and, mm -hmm. and his glory. Yeah. His it's order just about that he life. set up in the world, his yeah. principles. So it's just principles of life. Can you read some of that? Some of it's really negative, and this is what happens to people. It's not like God said this is what's going to... It's just this is what happens. Right. Don't read Ecclesiastes if you're depressed. No, no. <laughs> you're going to be done with the uh -huh. days of your life a lot sooner. So on the flip side, then, what are the things that God has promised us? Mm -hmm. Like what are if somebody is um, either uh, I think anything, not a Christian, new Christian, been a Christian for a long time, mm -hmm. the gamut. What are the things that we can absolutely count on God to be faithful to do like to if, do yeah. forgive our sins eternal life but in this world joy he's promised us that if we'll let him he will give us joy mm. in all circumstances i mean he he will give us joy he will give us peace mm -hmm. no matter what happens it is a promise you can hold god to it God, everything's falling apart here, and you said that you would give me peace. Father, I need peace from you, and he will do it. There, he has promised those things. Now, we have to receive them, whole different, not magically following certain rules, and you got to go get insurance for the car you're going to win. <laughs> no, it's just that, hey, we got to let God give us peace and, cause, because he will, mm. and, and joy, and, uh, and many other things like that. He has promised. Yeah. So... I, I would say what about a, love? a clarification. Uh, anything outside of being right with him, God only promises us once our trust is in Jesus. Mm -hmm. Right? Absolutely. So he's not going to promise you peace if you're not a Christian. No. He's not going to promise, no. obviously, eternal life if you're not a Christian. I would even say you can be a Christian and still not experience peace. Yep. Being a Christian opens up the door but, yeah to that's like the, putting your trust in jesus yeah. is step one yeah there's nothing else right. without right. that right no. there you can't just decide now god actually god 
only promises us one thing if we don't put our trust in what Jesus did for us. And he promises an eternal damnation. Separation yeah. from him. That's yeah. a promise. Yep. We should do a whole episode on that because a lot of how could a loving God send somebody to hell mm-hmm. is a bad way of phrasing mm-hmm. it, a bad yeah. question. But mm-hmm. I, I think the, the point I was trying to get to was there's not much in this life God has promised us. Uh, internal physically, living I don't think water, anything. satisfaction on the inside. Yep, everything's internal. In here and then right with him for all eternity. Yep. But outside of that, uh, maybe he might, is there he some, might have anything promised else? us suffering, but physically. <laughs> okay. But I don't. I can't think of one thing, and I haven't thought about this, researched it lately, but I don't think there's one blessing, physical blessing he promises. Not one. For New Testament, yeah. post-Jesus, mm-hmm. Christians, people, yep. whatever sort of mm-hmm. thing. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. And all the people that do would disagree with us and say, no, God promises your house and what you want. I, I always just question uh Man, what those ha- early what, disciples what happened must have... to those followers of Jesus? <laughs> they got thrown they didn't the read the book and... or what? You know? <laughs> the book wasn't written at that <laughs> point. They couldn't. I, I, I've had people, I mean, this was years ago, but Imagine you know, just... Paul just sitting in his jail cell. <laughs> Man, I wish I had Matthew's gospel account <laughs> hey, to hang on even, to. Even when he was in ministry, being lowered over the wall in a basket to run. Where, I, I love the, the Christians who say, you know, we've given all power and authority. Jesus calmed the storm. We can control the weather. Just yeah, pray yeah. and take authority over the weather. And and I think, first of all, I don't know where you get that. Second of all, why didn't somebody tell Paul he could do that, man? <laughs> right. You know, he was in this ship, and the storm was going on for four days, seven days, however it was, seven days without food. And, and then an angel came to him. An angel came to him and said, Paul, Paul. Don't you know you have authority over the storm? <laughs> no, the angel did. The angel said, "Hold on, hold on, this ship's gonna yeah. sink, man. It's gonna get worse. If you don't do exactly what I say, you're all gonna die. You're gonna drown if you don't. Yeah. So anyway, I, I, you know what? I don't want to make fun of of people. So who, Paul was who a that. dummy. Well, that's 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 what you have to assume under what some people think right, about right, yeah. all these promises of yeah. God, and we have all this authority. As a matter of fact, um, somewhere in the Bible, uh, it is said that we, I think it's in uh, Hebrews, that we have, uh, we are over the angels and we have authority over all things. But, and it even says, but that hasn't happened yet. I mean, it's, it's worded like that, something mm-hmm. like, but mm-hmm. that hasn't happened yet. Or we can't see that yet. Yeah. In other words, this world is not where these promises are. Physically. Right. I'll find it and read it to you guys. It's I can't wait. It's quite cool. So I think if if someone is considering becoming a Christian or leaving Christianity because of God not following through on his quote unquote promise. My car story. I mean I yeah. I for for a while there said F you to God. Mm-hmm. The if, the know. thing to do then would be Take a step back. Most likely, God did not promise you that thing. Right. Mm-hmm. So if he didn't promise you, he didn't mm-hmm. break his promise, therefore you don't need to walk away. Right. Right? Yep. 
Yeah. You're holding God to things that he never said he would do. Right, right, right. And you're missing out on the things that he said he would. Mm-hmm. Now um, that should be tattooed on a chest. <laughs> <laughs> that is a life phrase. The the whole um you mentioned it earlier the the phrase not overnight but over time. Mm-hmm. This peace, joy, love sort of thing. Um what would you say to people who said uh you know what I was in the middle of this whatever something the the ship's going down in my mm-hmm. life, right? Mm-hmm. Someone I love is dying, I lost mm-hmm. my job whatever mm-hmm. and I prayed for God to give me mm-hmm. peace, and guess mm-hmm. what? I didn't feel anything. Right. So, mm-hmm. did He not come through on His promise? I, I would say two things. Uh, a lot of people are praying for God to give them peace, but they're only looking for it after God does the miracle. They're honestly looking for God give me peace by fixing my circumstances, and and I yeah. will have peace. Give me your peace. Make this right, so I have peace. Because I think they're that's looking so... for God to give them peace channeled the wrong direction right we think by solving that we're going to get peace we're going to get that peace god's going to give me peace by fixing this and uh, i mean that's one thing that we do just way too often and it should be the reverse god can give us peace by being with us Mm -hmm. even if that thing isn't fixed hey god i want this to happen but that doesn't have that that's not powerful enough to actually give me peace because i i had all that a month ago and i didn't have peace Right. You know, I mean, when I had a good job and my family was good, and I didn't have peace then. And and I, but I think the second part, exactly what you're talking about, is don't look for God to give you peace or joy or contentment or fulfillment through circumstances, directly from Him. And honestly, and this might sound like a cop out, but that takes some time to sit with God, be with God, mm-hmm. read the Bible, listen to Christian music, just. Allow God to saturate you with his presence. And wherever God goes, uh, remember my he doesn't leave home without its story? Mm-hmm. Hey, when God comes to you, when we seek God and we ask him to be in our life and a part of us, he brings peace with him. He don't give it outside of him. He only brings peace with him. As we experience him, we experience peace and joy and goodness, and fullness, and contentment. Everything, the character of God comes with God. It's out, It's not outside of God. And and too many times we're looking for what God will give us, and we're not looking for God. Mm-hmm. And if we look for God, it's the only way it comes. Mm-hmm. It's the only way it comes when when God's presence comes in, and that's, that's over time. False peace can come when a situation is fixed yes. maybe for a but little but it won't t- last but it won't last Dude. so peace is not what god does peace is who god is yep. mm. yeah for sure and, and and honestly just to reiterate sometimes people want god to give them peace but it's not really god they want they just want god's peace right. he don't do that they Gosh. just want whatever his working yeah. miracle power yep. is yeah i think that is such a, a good statement that uh, even for Christians to be constantly reminded of that, because I think oftentimes we can get off of that mm-hmm. uh, easily in just situations of life. So, mm-hmm. love yep. that. Yep. So now that you finished mm-hmm. it, you, you guys aren't it? you no. proud of me? Uh, yeah. Are you gonna rewrite it? I, I, Look at this. I'm guessing as I saw you drinking it, like I know. you're liking it more as he you're was, getting down. He kept going. But then there was a moment where he kind of looked in. And, and I you I didn't was, even eat the bacon yet. I didn't. 
I wouldn't it eat looks the soggy bacon. Now. Oh no, it's good. It was soggy when it was taken out of the package. <laughs> it was yeah. soggy. We put it in. It's raw That's bacon. What you get. <laughs> no, it's I don't think it's bacon. Hey, have you ever eaten a pickle outside of uh, Bloody Mary? I don't know. Just eat a pickle. Yes. Oh, <laughs> That's very. You weird. have it. That's weird. <laughs> I feel like we should do a whole episode Definitely not on weird. just Kevin's life. Yeah, what's weird, what what's not. Of, yeah. like, it's a very definitive list, but we're not really I sure. There's no to, connection points. We need points. to do some like homework and some research first <laughs> and just write down the 100 most random things you can think of. We're just going to ask, ever eaten a pickle outside of a beverage? <laughs> no, you know, when you weird. walk by the refrigerator and you want to walk in. <laughs> But remember, I'm kind of weird in the way that not, mm-hmm. I don't do anything without thinking about it. Nothing's habit, right? Nothing. I um, think about everything I do, so I have an opinion about everything I do. <laughs> I think his habit is that. Thinking? Yeah. He's got a habit overthinking things. I'm not. Overthinking or just. Oh, he's thinking again? Thinking. <laughs> he's overthinking about your definition he of is. thinking. He is. <laughs> I'm not going to change my score. I feel like 6.7 is high enough. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm the one who writes the scores. The bearer of the scores. (laughs) He has spoken. It's the weight I have to carry. (laughs) So. Well, I would recommend uh, making this at home for sure. Easy Mm -hmm. cocktail. Okay, last question about the drink. It is evening. It's later in the evening right now. Oh, no. But have you ever had one of these uh, outside of morning? Yes. You have. I'm really surprised you didn't ask this earlier. No, this is the first Bloody Mary I have ever drank in my life. Wow. I mean, first. We didn't ask uh, the, like... We didn't. The yeah, questions, knew, have you knew. ever heard of and yeah. have you ever had? No, but that though. came out. Yeah, yeah, I knew that yeah. one. We should have asked, though. But I would have never thought of asking you that. Never would have thought of it. Mm. Yeah. Have well, you ever heard, week. yes. Yes. You've never drank a Bloody Mary till now. I've had sips and been like, gross, nope, don't need that. And then a couple of years later, have a sip, nope, still don't like it. Uh, it's the first one I've ever finished. Even I with the really, salt around the rim, you don't like that so sip. So I would have expected uh, Shaheen. It's the tomato juice is so repulsive. You can't escape that. I know. That's the reason I don't <laughs> drink them. Can't I want? <laughs> I want the double cheeseburger pizza on, on top, top of the Bloody Mary <laughs> and nothing else. So... Here we go. Were you going to say something? I was going to say, I recommend making this at home. It's an easy cocktail to make. So There you go. There you go. Uh, If you have questions, comments, or concerns, um, hit us up at Let's Drink and Think. You can email us hello at letsdrinkandthink.com. Be sure and follow us on all the socials at Let's Drink Think, and uh, we'll see you next time for another episode. Thanks. (laughs) 